You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. This is your boy, I'm going to go over to a brand new Comic Crusaders podcast. And today, you know what it is? We're going to be talking to some about some indie comics, some dope indie comics at that from a power couple. That's right, baby. Today, we are chatting with the founders of Midnight Comics, Atlanta's pioneering black family-owned, baby, comic book company. We're meant to do this power couple right here on the scene and learn about the Jones vs. Brevy, the ones, the only Lord and Natasha Jones. Welcome to the show, kiddos. How you doing? I'm pretty good. Hey, thank you for that intro. I loved every minute. <laughs> Yo, thank you. But now all is well. Yeah, 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 I'm ready to go up those stairs like Rocky did, right? And just go boom, boom. Let's right. go. If you are champs in the game, you know, you're jumping into the independent comic book universe, which, of course, you know what I mean? It's not an easy task, but it's entrepreneurs. And as a couple, y'all doing this and creating some dopeness. Thank you for sending me over the tale of the midnight number one. I got to check oh, that yeah. out and, and be introduced slightly to a lot of the characters. I was like, all right, this is cool, yo. I mean, it's a great, great tale. There's a great story. You know, nothing in your face. It's just story. And these are the characters. And that's it. This is what it is. And I love that for me. You know, you're not you're not pushing on out. This is like a fact of this, this is the universe, you know? So, mm-hmm. and I like that. So, you know, I need to learn now about your geekiness, then your journey, the romance, and the universe, the empire building here. Uh-oh. So... Let's start with the lady of the house, Natasha. Let us know where you from, OG. What was the first thing in fandom that you ever fell in love with? Well, initially, I was born in Long Island. I was born in New York. New York, York. York. <laughs> Long Island in the house. I, I... Yep, I was born in Belport, Belport Hospital, until my parents moved us to Atlanta because it was cheaper. <laughs> Don't blame them. Get out of New York. It is pricey. I don't blame them. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, the first first nerdy thing I ever fell in love with was X-Men. My dad and I used to sit up and get up and watch Saturday morning cartoons. Huh? And oh. I immediately fell in love with X-Men above all else. I mean, I love all the rest of it, but X-Men has always been my number one. So when I finally got into reading comics, that's where I wanted to start. And then, of course, I was raised on video games and, and stuff, and I got myself into, like, anime and manga because my, my dad wasn't with all that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when you say, you know, you found X-Men in a comic, did you find that on your own, or, or did somebody give you an X-Men comic one day? Like, yo, it's just it's more than a cartoon. No, on, on my own. My dad didn't have any of his comic books anymore by the time we were born. He had gotten rid of or lost all of them. So I had to build my comic book collection from the ground up. And actually, uh, Natasha is not lost. Mama threw them out. <laughs> you know, knowing my grandmother, my dad's side of the family is also Caribbean. So my grandmother is from Antigua. My grandfather is from Barbados. And knowing my grandmother, that's not impossible. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm Puerto Rican. I'm Caribbean. And, and, and mom got rid of stuff that I mm-hmm. told him not. I saw a picture. I said, Ma, you know, my mother, she goes, no, why are you asking me that? Like, could you throw this out? <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I try to make her feel guilty. I love you, mom. But thank you for throwing out everything. Yeah. That's some value right now. You know what I mean? Uh, all right, lawyer, how about you? Talk to me about where you OG from and, and, and your first piece of, of geekdom love. So I'm originally from Oahu, Hawaii. And oh shit, my first Hawaiian OG from yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the first bit of content, it would have to be Batman the animated series. Was the first thing. Had, like, uh, yeah. Wait, wait, I, I'm like really fucked up right now. OG Hawaii, homegirl from from and ATL, and you're like all the way. I mean, in the West West, baby. Shit. Like, I, how? I cannot wait to hear about how you guys met. This is going to be interesting. But anyway, before we get into that. All right. So Batman animated series in Hawaii. So you um, Hawaii so I, at a younger age. Kentucky. I'm an army brat. So after okay. Hawaii, yeah, we lived in Kentucky. And that's when that's when the show came out. Like 92. And that's, yeah, I got hooked at that moment. Dad still had his comic book collection, though. So once I faced a real love for it, and once he trusted me with being able to read the comic books without ripping them, you know, I got to, to know. And then when he went to the comic book store, I'd be able to pick something out for myself as well. Now you need to know at what age did your father feel comfortable with you putting your fingerprints on his comic books? Six. So not until we moved again, but he would buy duplicates. At one point, he was buying duplicates. So I would get what he would have, what I'd be able to, but it was still his. So he would still take them back. But then it'd be like, hey, you can have your own, pick something else, but this is your designated one right here. Don't t- don't go in my box stuff. So I feel you. And that was his reader copy when he wanted I to keep his man. No, we still can't go in the box. We can look <laughs> at him. We can't touch him. Oh, really? Oh, I mean, I gotta get it. My daughter could, you know, she not that she would be interested, but if she wanted to, she could look at the covers. <laughs> Do not take them out of the package. I, I got digital copies if you want to see the insides. Don't uh, you worry. <laughs> I want to know. Let me fuck it with my shit now. All right. So you know, back to the lady of uh, 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 of Dakasa. So talk to me. Did you grow up with with a nerdy tribe too, or was or you a lone wolf in in all this? And you know, how did you even like you know navigate your journey in your geekdom, if you will? I grew up in a house of gamers. That's as nerdy as that. My dad, my brother, and I we all played video games together. So the way they went to the comic book shop, we would go to Blockbuster. And I guess y'all did that too. But yeah, yeah. I still got go. the card, by the way. So <laughs> I still got it. <laughs> it's in his wa- old wallet. Yep. <laughs> He's waiting for the day to reopen. One day. <laughs> One day. Hopefully. Probably. Yeah. But, but yeah, every, every weekend we would go to Blockbuster. My mom would rent a movie because she wasn't really into video games like that. And then we would rent like two to three video games for the week. And that's how I got introduced to Tekken. Tekken is my favorite fighting game. I was going to say, none of us have ever challenged Natasha in Tekken. Okay, check. At least not the older ones. (laughs) (laughs) Seven, I kind of lost it. Yeah, just, yeah, video game house was my house. The TV shows was really the only connection my dad and I had when it came to nerddom everything else i had to find out other avenues on my own getting comics learning about characters 
all of that stuff and made friends who were also nerds and were able to introduce me to like their collection so I could look through at the time, you know, got a job when I was older, was able to have my own stuff, YouTube, all that good stuff is really how I got into it. I want to know though, because my family and I, when I was a kid, you know, and I'm older than you, of course, there was times when we would pull out the Atari and the bowling game. My parents and I would game for a minute on the bowling, and my father would kick our ass. He claimed he didn't like video games, and yet there's one game, for some odd reason, he would hear with a beat. I would get so mad. Like, how the fuck does somebody that's not like games keep beating me at a game that he don't like? <laughs> Wait, so what games did you play? What, what was the game of the house? What, what, what was the one that you and your, and your dad was like, like blood cold enemies at. <laughs> um, we're really big fighting. My father and I really big fighting game people. All right. My brother's more with more sports games growing up. All right. Mortal Kombat. We could not beat him. He knew all the fatalities. He knew ah. the stage fatality. Everything. And he would not teach us how to do them at all. We were like, how do you do that? Can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Can't tell you. You got to figure it out. But, and of course, you know, age this is before we had internet tutorials and stuff to tell oh, us yeah. how to do all the moves you don't know how to do just look up a youtube video you couldn't do that you had to figure it out on your own one day in i see this guy. one day not, oh, that's my dude too baraka i will fuck you over baraka but one day <laughs> is now natasha was studying she found the internet in google and one day she came in with a sweatband you know a sweatshirt she's like that Let's hang out for a minute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tell me you did that, Natasha, no? By the time that was really accessible, he wasn't really playing games like that anymore. Ah, he had an excuse. We, we've never beaten him in Mortal Kombat 2. Ever. Okay, okay, okay. I was okay. able to come back and get him in Madden. <laughs> in my older years. Yo, I only got into Madden recently, to be honest. I was on a vacation in Florida, started playing, and I was pretty nice in it. And I said, oh, shit, I'm not, how, I'm not, what? How am I unnatural? Even my friends are like, yo, play this before. I'm like, no. They're like, damn, ba you bastard. <laughs> yes. I fell off sports games in 2004. It was the last time we ever had a sports game. Except uh, wrestling. I, I think our last wrestling game was 06. Oh, wrestling, my favorite ever. WCW versus NWO for N64. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Lloyd, let's go. You want to play? Let me start. So talk, uh, to me, <laughs> talk to me about your wolf pack, if any. Did you? Were you alone? He says you were an army. No. Player. No click, right? Obviously, no, right? we are all very competitive. My my parents both played video games heavy. Pac-Man? I've never to this day beaten my mother at Pac-Man. I still need my, your mother and my Ever. father to go against each other at Pac-Man. I've seen them just go at it and just like, dad, like I didn't even know there were these levels on this game. <laughs> like they were just going. So the game, if there was a game me and my mom really went in at was NBA street volume two. Oh, oh she took off on that game. Me and my dad, we did more co-op. So me and him would be like the ghost recon. There's an older game called conflict. There was four games in that series that we would play pretty heavy. Um, eventually playing like army two and stuff like that but the family game one of the family games time crisis we got a hold of that in the household oh it was a wrap. yeah so uh, y'all killing me outside of bowling from atari 
one of the family games was trouble. You remember with the bubble and you had to... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're board gamers. Oh, board gamers, man. That is some bingo for pennies. You know what I mean? We, we got board games, too. Monopoly was the name of the game, for sure. Nobody plays Monopoly with me anymore. Nobody plays Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> what you did, bro? Nobody in his family, nobody in my family will play Monopoly. Like, we grew up playing Monopoly every summer over summer vacation when we go to Florida. Nobody, we we have all stopped playing. Nobody wants to play with him. Have you did you did you ever get the chance to see and or get when Urban Outfitters put out a version of Monopoly called Ghettoopoly? No. Oh boy, I need. <laughs> I will find. I'm gonna search now because we have a Monopoly collection. We have eleven. No, we have more than that. Different versions. Oh, of Monopoly in the I'm seeing this. Look at that. You guys gave mercy to the court. <laughs> yeah, look up Ghetto Opry. It was something that was actually pulled off of shows because it was deemed to, to be racial. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, Ghetto Opry, I mean, what do you think they're doing? You know what I mean? It's like, yo, like they slumlord type that type of gaming. Like, I'm I see. Fucked up mafia type gaming level where you're dealing drugs. Remember those phone games? I used to <laughs> I said those too. I was making bank. Anyway, um, uh, she found it. Hundred and nine dollars. Hundred and nine bucks, but she found it. There you go. I love. Look at this. I see it playing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon is my. Now I see why. I see why you got it together. Like she don't play, but all right, let me get it done. All right. So I'm back to that. So no wolf pack. All right or nothing. Uh, growing up, because you're an army brat, right? Oh yeah. That sucks. So so was there ever a point in your time, boy, that you found you know a, a wolf pack or? Or, or was it Natasha that became, you know, your, your Queen Wolfie? And that happened. So when, by the time we got to high school, we were in the same same group, group of same group of friends in high school. Prior to that, yeah, we had, I had some neighbors. My best friend lived next door to me. And yeah, I had my little group at that point when we finally moved to Georgia. But prior to that, not really. So, so yeah. Okay. yeah. I had right. friends growing up than me before we got to high school. <laughs> I had a group of like three people. Yeah, fair enough. Then yeah, three. Hey, man, listen, you keep your circle small, and so long as they're good people, that's what matters the most. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I was small too. So, um, with that, all right, I'll, I'll stay on you, Lloyd, for that moment. So, when did you start getting creative? What was the point? What What happened in your life that you say, "Yo, I wanna, I wanna do something"? So, Star Fox sixty four. Oh, I, I love that fucking. Yes. Oh, you, you are yes. my people. Yes, Yo, I, I played that shit three times over just to be there. Oh, man. The way I could, you know? Like, I love that shit. Look, I we, I got to the point where I was trying to speed run that game. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, no cheese. My people. Listen. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so between that and Metal Gear Solid, those two games I wanted to... I was like, I got to become a game designer. I got I to gotta do something. And at this point, I had started drawing. I still had my old sketchbooks from when I was like 10 at this point as well. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, at this point, anime had been become prevalent and stuff like that. And it's just like, all right. You know, so that's that's when the creative process started between Star Fox, Metal Gear, 97, 98, and then started drawing heavy in 2000. So that's when the that's when the journey began. And what about you, Natasha? When did your creative spark, if you will, you know, you know, started get get going? Mm, I was always a very imaginative and strange child. So I started writing. <laughs> stuff in like elementary school i started writing stuff when i hit middle school i was introduced to theater 
Okay. I joined theater club and it took off from there. I wanted to be an actress. Well, I am for the most part. I started, I did theater club in middle school. I joined theater class in high school. I did advanced theater my senior year and I went to school for theater education. So that was my whole, yeah, my whole thing was that. But I was still, you know, writing and stuff. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that really got, when I got really heavy into theater, that's when I really, I was like, I either want to be an actress or a writer. All right. Yes, now I do both. <laughs> We're both, but what's most important right now? Hmm. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't want to put you on the spot either. I, I I've seen that look before. Like you, motherfucker, how dare you? <laughs> uh no, nah, acting is still my first love, and it is something that I do do. Nice. Were you affected by the recent strike, or you know, are you doing? I'm for- not a member of the union, yeah. so not yet. Yeah. Not yet. I. Very close to eligibility. It's just expensive. <laughs> really? I, I, mean, I know these units be costly, but again, the, you know, hopefully the level of access you'll be able to get and more work and joining the right people. I mean, fuck yeah, because, I mean, when you want to get into, you say, acting, but, you know, your, your skill level too. I read one in your books, homegirl, don't, 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 don't be you're just talking about your acting skills. You're obviously a very talented writer and creator as well, which we're going to get into in a second. I, so, all right. So, oh, you say you're an actor, but when did you get into the writing side? Like, where did that come from and, 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 and those type of narratives? When did that happen? No, writing actually came first. I started writing poetry in third grade. Damn. My Nana died, my great grandmother. And I started writing like short stories and stuff by like fifth grade. I always had A's in English class. My well, my ex best friend and I had started writing like a novel together that we never finished, and that was always my issue with writing stories. Is I would start these novels and I would never finish them. So when we started writing comics, hopefully that that kind of went to (laughs) a path where they will be finished. Everything's outlined, so there's no reason they won't get finished. Absolutely. Now we got to get into the story. I'm, I'm going to ask Lloyd first and then I'll get the truth from Natasha. But talk to me how you guys met. <laughs> um, So <clears throat> we met in high school. I'll I'll give the concise version. Okay, so we met in high school. I had a huge crush on her. But wait, wait, wait. You're going too fast. Talk to me. All right, so. You had a huge cross on her in high school. You met uh, what was circular in this, and what was it about Natasha that 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 lit you on fire, homie? You know, what she was. Oh, we have a great night tonight. Oh yeah. So first off, <laughs> oh my gosh. And then you know, again, that same kind of group circle. All the she's talking about the uh, anime. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about all the same stuff. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Like this ain't she ain't phony with it. Like this is okay, okay. Shit! Wait a minute. Uh, hey, love it. Yeah, but but I was very I was very shy and quiet back in the day. I I was not as talkative as I am now, so I didn't speak up. And she she had a boyfriend, so that was that was a thing throughout all of high school. I never got to shoot my shot. I never got to shoot my shot the entire high school career. But we had the same friend circle, so we still got to get to know each other, which was pretty cool. But it wasn't until years later we run into each other at the mall and. I had my chance at redemption. 
<laughs> so you, 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 all right, wait. You stop right there. All right, Natasha. No, no, he, he has to give next part about him asking for my my number though, because that's the lie he always tells. That's oh, really? oh, 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 I asked for her number. She said no, but then you asked for my number instead. You exaggerate it usually, but okay. Come on, I'll try to. <laughs> You got air. You give me that bullshit while I'm on air over here. All right. Not live. Like we can't edit this now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> How do you remember Natasha Phil? Did you remember him in high school? Did you even notice he had a crush on you? We used to talk all the time. I know he had a crush on me, but we used to talk all the time. There was a website. I don't know if anybody remembers this website. It was called Gaia. Gaia. Gaia Online. Gaia. Yeah, it's this little website, and you have like this little, little avatar. avatar. Avatar, you go around and like it, it was MySpace before MySpace, but actually, it was about the more, same time, actually. It was the same holy time. shit, MySpace, my aging ourselves. That you know, you guys are not great, though. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> but they had a DM feature, and we were all friends on it. And so, me and him used to like message all the time on there and talk about stuff. Okay. That we didn't talk about with like the rest of the group, just if we need somebody to talk to. So I like, it's pretty cool. We you can't talk to the cool kids about this shit because this is too nerdy for them to understand. <laughs> <laughs> I was in that generation. Let me tell you, I grew up in Brooklyn. And, you know, I, you know, I, I had to be a thug. I was a gang member. I was all this shit. But then I fucking home. I'm fucking reading comic books and watching cartoons and shit. Waking up <laughs> at six a.m. on Saturdays. <laughs> Ready to go. <laughs> oh, I'm a game banger. Let's go, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, people thought we were weird. But yeah, no, we, we communicate on there pretty frequently, even after I graduated for just a little while, because I graduated first. I'm older than him. And so then everybody kind of left Guy for a little while. And then we ran into each other twice, both times at the mall. Once I was with a friend of mine who was a male friend. Who is like a little brother to me, and he didn't hey, hey, right. He thought he was my boyfriend. <laughs> he assumed immediately, he was like, "Shit, I missed my shot." Yes, because we Abort. always we always were hanging out. Like that was the only friend I really kind of had in the area at the time. So we were always hanging out. So he thought we were dating. So we still all talked because we all knew each other. But that was yeah. that. Next time I was with my girlfriend from college, that was the time he asked for the number, and I was like. Well, let me get your number instead. And then I messaged him the next day. I said hi, because I know who he was. I mean, he's always been a cool guy. That's nice. And he messaged me back a year later. <laughs> what a year. Wait, I'll be honest though, Natasha. First of all, that if you would have asked me for my number instead, even though I asked, I would be like, she's never gonna fucking hit me up. This is bullshit. I texted my him. hopes would have been crushed right there. All right, so be honest. Was it a year later? Did you wait that long, homie? For real? No, you're, you're right. It was probably like six months, and you responded because oh I shit, you again because I was selling a camera that I had, and I had reached out to multiple people, and you were one of those people. <laughs> okay, that, that, that messaged me back. That is closer to the truth. That is closer to the truth. That's the. <laughs> And look at now, you guys are together building an empire that is... Still have that camera. And you still have that damn camera. I sure do. And you still haven't sold it? No. <laughs> he didn't buy it. We talked for weeks and then went out on a date. 
And and now instead of selling it, you guys are using it right now for this video. You <laughs> 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 had me look up for a second, like, wait a second. He started checking. He said, wait a minute, is it? <laughs> love it, love it. All right, guys, let's get into this baby. You know, I love the origin story. I love the power couple stuff. Y'all getting together. And now we need to know, how would you guys get together to build what you guys are building in uh, Midnight Comics? So here's the website, too, folks. Look at these characters here. We're going to get into a whole bunch of this. I have a trailer, too. You know, but after you answer that question, I'm playing the trailer. All right? Okay. All right? All right? So I need to know, how did you guys even talk about when did this discussion even happen about let's do something? Uh, okay. Four years ago, after Naruto had ended, we read the manga. So we kind of had already knew, known the ending and stuff. We started theorizing on what really happened and also why we didn't like how it ended. So I guess we always say spoilers for the end of Naruto. Mm-hmm. If somehow you haven't seen it and care. Right. Um, of course, you know, Madara gets taken out, Kaguya comes up, fight, blah, 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 they defeat her. Mm-hmm. I, ever since we read that in the manga, I was like, they no, lost. they should have lost. Madara should have won. Because think about Almin in her trip. So, but, no, but, but, so, so really quick with that ending, right? Like the whole point of the war was to cast a jutsu on the moon that's going to cause everybody to get exactly what they want, yeah. right? Is that not what happened moving forward at the in the epilogue of the series, the movies that followed, the Boruto yeah, series? Right. Everybody got exactly what they wanted. Naruto became Okage, Naruto Hanada got together, Sakura got Sasuke, so on and so forth. Kakashi got closure with his friends. Like everything happened the way that they wanted. So right? essentially the theory was Boruto is a fever dream. It's a fever dream. Everyone's in the infinite Sutiomi. Boom. And Madara did win. And the only so people that aren't time, affected by it, was, it. I was mad because I didn't feel like he had the balls to let the good guys lose. Right. And so we were just like, we, a lot of discussion of how we would have done it better. Because mm-hmm. uh, so Gordy has to win sometimes. Good, listen, look at the reality of the world. The good guys do not win all the effing time. And right. as much as you want to teach moral stories, and it's wonderful to inspire. And I'm not telling you to crush people's souls. Mm-hmm. But you gotta also understand that bad wins at times, you know. Not all villains have a backstory. Right. Some, some, even in real life, there are people who are just evil, with for no rhyme or reason. And I was, I was getting tired of every villain having to be this. Oh, my mother treated me bad as a child, and now I hate the world. Da da da. My mother hit me with a chancla. I hate chanclas and I have, I'm going to conspire to destroy all the chanclas in the universe. Right. And that's why we gravitated towards Dio so much. If you watch JoJo's, like, that, that dude just evil. Oh, he's just evil. He's evil. Yeah. I, I, listen, <laughs> I, I don't know if you can see myself, but all up there is nothing but cobras, cobras and dreadnoughts, Megatron, cobra vehicles, skeletors. Spawn, Spawn, you know, he's not good nor really bad. I mean, what's your definition of evil? He take care of business. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I keep seeing. Uh, uh, if I was sitting over there, you guys would really be very happy with my collection right now. We'd be playing. We've been playing. Let's do a story. All right. So let me show this trailer real quick. And then we're going to dive in. 
to what is this whole Midnight Comics universe and a whole lot more. There we go. This is Midnight Comics Phase 3. Wow, I missed one and two. I can't wait to learn more. Let's go. <laughs> yo, talk to yo, everybody. Visit the website right now, midnightcomics.org, baby. Indie comics at its best. Talk to me. Shit, I missed phase one and two. We're talking about three. Talk to me. Talk to me. What is the Midnight Comics universe? Who are all these amazing characters? You know, I have a, a, a picture you sent me over here. I mean, look at this, folks. Look at that arsenal. Arsenal of characters, diverse, beautiful characters. So talk to me. What we got going on? So on that first row, we've got... Oh, do you want to do the first row? Okay, on that first row are all the characters that you get introduced to in Tales from Midnight issue one, or at least their stories. Oh, no, that's because the picture's in the way. So, of course, we got the flagship character right there in the middle, Soul. He's got two Egyptian deities inside of him, Amon and Ra. And the long and short of it, because it kind of spoils issue two now, but how he receives the powers, there are some ramifications of that. The problem is he has no knowledge of how to utilize these abilities of Amon Ra through the events of issue two. So it's kind of a story of him trying to understand who he is and the powers that he has. But also the, the deities that knew of Amon Ra have a problem with who is this human with a god's powers. So we kind of dive into that there. To the left and technically on the far right on that same first row. That story is called the Blue Morpho. But what we did there, we have a character called the, there's a character that came out in the 70s called the Butterfly. First yeah. ever African American superheroine. That's her okay. on the right hand side. Oh, the character in the history of comics as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what we wanted to do, because there's a lot of history in that, we said, you know what? Let's keep all that story intact, but let's give a reason as to why she disappeared for all of these years. Right? Why does she disappear? And we continue that story. We end her story to continue it through our own original character, her daughter, the Blue Morpho. So mm -hmm. that's on the left side. Say again. Oh, that's the year two. On the far left, we have a character called the Gray. Her name's Shamika Day. She's a physicist who has managed to create artificial black holes. Her employer wants to weaponize it, unfortunately. And you're talking about black holes could accidentally destroy the solar system. So she decides to become a superhero to stop her former employer. Problem is, she has no, she can't fight to save her life. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, she has to fight. yeah. So she's very overzealous and can't really fight at all. And I'm going to leave the, the last lady. Maybe on the, a little bit of what's, what's the word? What's that? Full of herself. <laughs> yeah. A little full of herself as well. But I'm going to leave the last character on that first row to Tasha. Yeah. The one in the all red, that is Fatima in our story called Admani. 
Her story is a little different. She has the ability to will fire. However, the story is a bit more about mental health and her day-to-day issues, dealing with depression and anxiety and anger issues, as well as trying to control those firepowers she has raging within her because, unfortunately, they're out of control a lot like how her anger can be sometimes. Okay. Now, that second row, that whole second row is characters from Tales from Midnight issue two. Well, they're from the stories that are introduced in Tales from Midnight issue two. So starting from the left, the gentleman in the red hoodie, the Hispanic chick next to him, and the guy in the gold just above her, they're all a part of a story called The Last Day. We'll start with the gentleman on the left because he's actually in Tales from Midnight issue two. His name's Iabani, and he he's just a college student. I was getting some snacks at the corner store, but then essentially a massacre takes place and he gets caught right in the middle of that. And basically without spoiling the issue, you get to find out what he does, how he attains this blade essentially and what he needs to do going forward and attempt to get rid of it. I won't go into those other two characters there because that goes, that, that spoils that, but everybody else on the right hand side on that second row are a part of a story called dogma the guy in the middle of the two and right up above and the guy with the double blades there so essentially that is a story about two demon hunters that make it to the city they're supposed to be protecting a little bit too late and so what's waiting for them is actually the demon known as legion and so you get to find out whether or not they have what it takes to stop legion or if they're going to suffer the same fate as everybody that was in that city. And there is another story that is in Tales from Midnight issue two, and he's not on that row. However, he's all the way at the top, the Raven Mocker. The biggest guy. Yeah. (laughs) So that is an entity that is, (laughs) let me give you this feeling. Huh? Second. It's from indigenous lore. And essentially what's going on, the city that that's in. So all these characters aren't necessarily superheroes or anything of that nature. We'll, We'll start there. What ends up happening is in this city that this is going on, at a bunch of people's bodies or a bunch of people are turning up dead. And the one thing they have in common is their hearts are missing. So everybody in that city is trying to figure out what's going on. And the question that we ask is who's going to be able to stop the Raven's Omen, which is the name of the story. And then last but not least. Mm-mm. No, I'm missing somebody. Should we do them below last? Because if so, there's there's Maya. Oh, going to Maya. So, right there neck to double blade guy. is maya a story we haven't released but have been developing she is yeah yeah she's in a story we call dreamweaver and i guess we can't get too deep into what she does but essentially she is fighting these nope can't even say it no here's your only hint at that story the only (laughs) The only thing that we could say about this story to give you a hint as to what you're getting, her name's Maya, which translates to illusion, and the story is called Dreamweaver. So like that's all we can tell you. Yeah. Okay. That. Look at you saving spoilers for right? Yeah, right. Revealing. I'm usually the Mark Ruffalo Tom Holland. I'm like, oh, and guess what? At the end of the story. But, uh, you know, even my team has that we call him David Howard Nemesis, and he definitely is a nemesis to the story because he Shits the bag all the time, and that we met, you know, he's like, Yeah, you're getting yourself into trouble. I don't mean to. (laughs) He's excited. That's it. it. (laughs) The last group up at the top, starting from the left, is Izanagi and Izanami. And then on the right hand side is Aoshima and Hiroko. They're from our manga series known as The Unbeloved. 
where it follows two Shinto deities initially, Izanagi and Izanami, on their quest to maintain order and structure in the shapeless chaos that is the world. So that entails them fighting various yokai, demons, and evil spirits and stuff. So we get to see them in issue zero doing their thing in their heyday. And then we move forward into the modern day and see what the, the state of the world looks like and what's left to their kids, who I talked about a second ago, Awashima and Hiroko there. So talk to me about this whole universe. What are we getting? How, how many issues? What, you know, man, look at it, folks right here. Seven reviews, five stars. You'll get involved, midnightcomics.org, 12 books. Get yourself some books, folks, all right? Check out the website, but but talk to me. I mean, you know, how vast is this universe? How many titles we're talking? Let's see. So title-wise, you've got four, seven, eight titles at, uh, out currently, eight titles. Um, Working yeah. on at least 12 right now? Yeah. Oh. At least. Yeah, so, yeah, lots of titles. Currently, you got Tales from Midnight 1, which introduced four stories, you know, Blue Morpho, Soul, The Great, and Mani. Mm-hmm. Tales from Midnight Issue 2, which Ray introduced Morpho. The Last Day, Raven, Raven's Omen, and Dogma. And then, of course, as I stated previously, we have The Unbeloved as its own separate thing. But what we did when we first released Tales from Midnight Issue 1 is we allowed the community to decide on what story they liked the most. And that would be the one that we focused on. And so at the time, yeah. So at the time, Soul and the Gray were the top two stories. And so since then, Soul Issue 2 has released earlier this year. And the Gray Issue 1 officially released this year. With the Gray Issue 0 being the issue that you get inside of uh, Tales from Midnight Issue 1. So at the moment as it stands. And Admani. Admani was third place. So Admani actually dropped alongside of the Gray. Which Kickstarter orders are going out for that as we speak. So. Those all released this year. Soul, The Grey, and Admani all dropped. And, and Tales from Midnight 2, technically, as well. Mm-hmm. And so we do plan on sending out, I guess, a correspondence or email blast to, once more to kind of re-verify the stories from Tales from Midnight Issue 2, though at the moment it is looking like Raven Mocker is the top contender. Just to verify what story. Oh, no. It was close, though. But, yeah, I think it's the Raven Mocker because we were asking people at DreamCon as well. Oh, and people well, were like, fair. that's fair. But people was coming back like, hey, I need more than Ravenmocker. So that'll probably be the top contender there. And so we'll do now we'll do that story next. But all of these stories will have their own runs as well. Just which one gets the priority will be based on the community. So talk to me about the importance of having, you know, such diverse characters in your universe. I mean, is this because of your surroundings as you're growing up or you know, a lack of seeing it? Oh, a little bit of everything. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's it's a mixture. Mixture growing up, not really seeing a lot of us in media. Like, you know, we had the static shots. Mm-hmm. Eh. Amazing series. And then that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, it wasn't a lot of it, and it definitely wasn't at the forefront. Mm-mm. We had Brave Star. He was Native American, so he was still yeah. brown. We kind of had something brownish. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like I grew up like Super Friends was actually the first ever superhero cartoon I ever watched. So, you know, what? Well, and we had, who was the homie? The, 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 Apache Chief. Fun to Apache Chief and Black Vulcan. Black Vulcan. Yeah. Black Vulcan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rip off because they couldn't get the rights to Black Lightning. Uh. Yeah, but let me tell you though, he, he, wearing a leotard just was not an appealing look for homie. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> you know, it was the times. You know, that was the style back then. Lord. Thankfully, you know you know, I think you need to wear a leotard as cosplay for one of the Midnight Comics cons. You know, you think? You know, I, you know, I've been hitting the gym. You know, I'm trying to work on that. So I can't promise it'll be 2024, everybody, but 2025, be on the lookout. <laughs> You've been working on getting to that solar, <laughs> solar shape for like two years. You got this. <laughs> I've done the gray like five times. Jeez. Oh, there we go. All right, look. Oh, so, all right. So, you guys cosplay your characters. Talk to me about crowdfunding. How did you even, is this how you started your whole journey? How did you learn about crowdfunding? Oh, um, Talk to me. How did you even start the publishing? There was a raw dog. You have invested your own money. Yeah. Yeah, we we to to use your word just now. We kind of raw dogged it until last year. Last year we ran one. Two years of raw dogging. Two. Uh. Well, this is this is year three, so really, but still two because our first Kickstarter was last year after Mm -hmm. we had already released stuff last year. Yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. So really, two and a half years of raw dogging, bro. Yeah. Two years out the pocket, and then you discover crowdfunding apparently. So talk to me. Yeah, so we we asked around a lot and tried to learn from those that came before us, right? So we had the opportunity to talk with like Concrete Comics and stuff like that, and kind of ask for advice if I were to name like somebody that was very prominent that really helped us out. I in think that as phase. far as the Kickstarter specifically, Lonzo and Jason, Jason, yeah, gave us the yeah. most help. One that made uh, Lost Children and Andromeda, if you're not familiar, awesome guy. But yeah, they kind of gave us advice early on. We were, you know, like, what do we need to do, right? We see people do Kickstarters with what I like to call the page and a promise, right? Nothing's done except for like concept art and stuff. And we'll see that. And it's just like, I don't really want to do that, you know, because anything can happen. You know, I want to have a finished product product before I say, hey, let me get your money. And so that's what really started us really like just coming out of pocket, like, hey, let's commit to this. And we're going to come out of pocket for this for these first couple projects. And so the unbeloved zero and one and tales from midnight one mm-hmm. and tales from midnight two were all out of pocket. Uh, huh? You know what? No, all of the unbeloved, all of the unbeloved, except for this last one, truly were out of pocket. I mean, just, you know, just to give people the experience of independent creation, I mean, you know, coming out of pocket, I mean. Well, how difficult of a journey was that? <laughs> so writing-wise, easy. Finding artists, that was tough. For the manga, that was easy. But finding artists for... I told you, why manga easy and regular artists not? And, and how did you even discover how to navigate that? Because, again, I mean, you guys are new in the game. So how did yeah. you... I love learning the steps you guys take. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So for the manga, we actually found somebody on Fiverr for the manga. And that was, cool. we found him really quick. And he's, they, how to say this? I was, we less, it was less likely to find, because even at the time, finding artists for the comic book side would be people that was using art that didn't belong to them. And that was more prominent than the manga artists because Manga are on talking about on Fiverr because manga, oh yeah, manga artists were more readily available, like actual artists. So it was very hard on Fiverr, and that was our first kind of go-to. But then, of course, once we released that, and we was like, we really want to get started with Tales from Midnight because that was the one that we wanted to come out with first. We said, okay, that's when we started reaching out again, reaching out to those that came before us. Like, you know, where did you go, right? And it was just like, hey, I found people on Instagram, dude, and 
You know, we started reaching out to other artists that we've seen work on indie products, people that were verifiable that we could say, hey, you worked with them? Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, what's uh, their time frame? What's that? So, you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? If their if their timing is there, like, okay, hey, I'd like to I'd like to work with you. You work with them and then other artists will start coming out of the world. We're like, hey, I'd love to be a part of this project. You're like, okay, we'll give you a shot. Do a couple test pages. And then it just kind of keeps going from there. Like everybody, you know, it's a very big, but very small, you know, space, right? So you're going to find these artists. The fact that you're looking at them, algorithms, social media, they're going to show you more artists. And it's just going to now at this point, we're, we're readily or regularly scrolling like, oh, I don't recognize there reach out to them or follow them, you know, and just kind of keep up with them for a potential later project and stuff like that. But to go back to the beginning, yeah, it was very difficult finding artists and stuff like that. But then the real difficult part was funding it, you know, paying for it. We got, I mean, you know, it's us, of course, but then we also got three kids. So it was really trying to figure out how can we pursue this and, and make it feasible? And that's when the idea of how Tales from Midnight was created came to be like instead of well partially partially there's a little bit more to it but one of the things that went into that was instead of coming out with one book right just one story at 27 pages and we have all these ideas let's give you four short stories so you can get an idea of what we got to offer right so then when you when you look us up you're like dang wait a second they got they got the manga series they got these four they got five stories who are these people they they're new right Mm -hmm. And then we come out with Tales from Midnight 2 and we give you three more stories. Oh, there's your eight titles, right? And so you have a catalog to say, I want to see more of this. I want to see more of that. Okay, cool. You know, so. I love that tape. I love that tape. That was kind of like what DC did back in the 70s with first mm-hmm. issue special. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's where we got Warlord from. That's where we got, you know, um, Starman from. We got a continuation of new gods off of that, you know. Omac was born out that motherfucker. <laughs> I love Francis and Special, you know what I mean? And, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, yeah, you know, letting fans kind of like, you know, let you know, hey, this is what we like. All right, bet. So let me work on, I want you guys to let me cater to the people that care about the universe. And I mm-hmm. think that only could be done really in indie, you know, because Big Two don't give a shit about three at all they're gonna just keep feeding into whatever they're they're working on and you know and we'll change the comics for the movies and it should be the other way fucking around to respect the comics how dare you but whatever how do you feel about that when they start just changing the movies so much and i can understand like alternate universe but goddamn sometimes like the disrespect is too much would you agree on that i guess it just it really depends. It depends. Like, I'll say, I'll <laughs> when movies start changing things, I think about like Dark Knight Rises, and I think about how frustrated I was on that movie. Like the cop that was Robin, I'm like, Robin's name ain't never been Robin. His yeah. name ain't never been Robin. Why are we making this kind of change? Like that was unnecessary. You Did you understand Christian though? Say again. Did you understand Christian? Hardly. In the first, look, look, I think he had, I think he should have kept how he did it in Batman Begins. That was the right amount of, you know, that was the right amount to the voice. But when we got to Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, gosh, I think somebody said it on a video, he sounded like he's gargling cigarettes. Like, bro, like, chill out. Actually, he's, had a couple of shots of Henny and started. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> right though but yeah i i it's it, those type of things are very frustrating where it's just like dude like you could have like with that story like you could have just had Azrael, john paul valley i think his name is you could have just had him as well that would have been wild i mean you want to do something different in batman movies bring in that motherfucker already you already bought in vain so, so right either. Was that not the storyline, right? Like he Nightfall, like that's pretty yeah. much what Night Rises was. But why? But they just completely gutted it, and it was just like okay. So it's definitely that's like my least favorite, one of my least favorite. Since we're on this topic, since we're on this topic of film, you know, and just you know, different media. If this Midnight Comics universe could be anything other than a comic book, let's manifest things because energy is real. And let's verbalize these things with proper verbiage here. If this could be anything other than a comic book, you know, that you could realize it to be, would it be an animated show, an animated film, or live action film or live action show? So we've had different ideas depending on, on the story. Which yeah. story it is. So for soul animation, like a series for sure. Mm-hmm. But oh, series. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The gray we've always seen is like a live action movie mm-hmm. kind of thing. A movie. All right. I love this. They, they, they already know. They're divided. I love this. They know what they do. See? See, <laughs> folks? Horrible couple here. All right. Bet, bet, bet. Bet, bet. So, what else we got? So, we have one. It'll be an animated that you have more shows than because, again, I read this other, the, 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 the Midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tease me. You have a whole Toby universe of characters here. Warfare will be a live action series for okay. sure. And I think we play with it, Bonnie. We're not quite we're not sure what it sure yeah. Just yet. Yeah. So the only ones we've really talked about because they're like the main four, you know, all our stories. If you were to do a series right now, do you have any character any live actors, actresses that you think will fit the role of any of your characters right now? I think we've discussed it. We've we discussed it settled for, on a, anyone bro, in particular. For well, for Blue Morpho, we we I forgot who we said for Blue Morpho, but for the butterfly, we did Tiana Taylor for a butterfly, bro. She like the facial structure, like the body structure. yes, with the mass structure and everybody. What? I think Yara was Yara. Yara Sedella or whatever her name is. I don't know. I think that was what ended up going was actually her. <laughs> Yo, Yara Shahidi. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think Yara was at, was Yara Shahidi. <clears throat> <laughs> we were just like, that's we're manifesting here, folks, today because this is going to be real. And you want to know where we're manifesting? It's important for you to check out the website, midnightcomedies.org. Not just that, you want to see what this power couple. The Joneses right here is doing the Jonesverse, baby. You got to get into this. All right? Yo, check them out on Instagram at Midnight X Comics, TikTok Midnight X Comics, and Facebook Midnight Comics, all right? Please follow, support independent creation. You know, support these amazing comics. Yo, a dope, diverse universe. And guess what? They don't push nothing in your face but just dope story, dope characters. I mean, it's like, it's just, for me, I felt like I was reading like, like I was in New York. I was reading these books. So again, I come from a melting pot. You know, I, you know what I'm saying. So it's like 
for me, the book felt so natural. Like I felt like nothing was different or off. I was like, I right, this feels like such a comfortable read for me because yo, this is what I've been around all my life. This type of diversity. So, uh, thank you for making me feel comfortable reading a book. You know what I mean? I was like, yo, it's like, yeah, I, you know, I'm not saying, oh, look at this, look at it. No, I was like, all right, this feels like where I grew up at. This is so fucking cool. So, thank you for you know being mindful of that. I mean, I think you, you your experience uh, as an army brat. And her, you know, also, you know, just growing up where you grew up at, you know, probably seeing, you know, that diversification, that rest, that, that you know, in the final comics is great. So thank you for doing that, honestly. Camera froze. Sorry. No worries. Listen, so long as the audio didn't, but, you know, I saw you. You were there happy. That's all that matters. So, <laughs> so no, but I would say is thank you for doing what you guys do in regards to the diversification and the great storytelling and, and bringing this to the game. And, you know, and a big shout out to my homie, Aline Leggett, yep. an amazing creator that, that introduced us here. So a big shout out to Aline for real. Shout out, check out his book, Sweet Pea, yo, for, which is a wild book. Don't let that name fool you. Yeah. <laughs> You know about it because <laughs> you're like, yo, what's going on? It's a reason for that name. There's a reason. Yeah, yo, for real, yeah. So big shout out to him and also, you know, but of course, please check out Midnight Comics. Important. So before we go today, you know, power couple over here, my new Jay Z's and Beyonce in the comics right here. I'm gonna call you that because y'all about to dominate. You know, people just need to know what's going on and just be aware and. And again, just to have in the world of indie so much variety and choices, thank you. You know, I'm definitely fan already because I can't wait to see what else y'all do. So talk to me about, you know, two things. Are you guys doing any conventions for the rest of this year that we could see you at? Not this year. Mm, not the rest. No? Anything no. already for 2024? DreamCon is a must. DreamCon is a must. And the hope is for sure... Well, excuse me, I can't say the hope is and then for sure. But the one one the other one that I really think is a must have, we need to go back to Atlanta Comic Con this year because that's where we're based out of. So those so are the two for sure. Somebody will be at both of those. It's just the logistics kind of oh, yeah. are tough because we got we got kids. So <laughs> younger kids. So we well, talked about the year, brother, because if I could help in any way, let's make it happen. Cause I like what you guys are doing and beautiful artwork. Uh, you know, we definitely I would love to have the rest of your team and creators on and keep Spreading the goodness of the Midnight Comics brand and let people know the dopeness of what's coming out of the AT uh, out there, you know, right now. sepan, <laughs> coño, let's go. All right. So, last piece, what type of advice would you give to up and coming creators? You know, I want to start with the lady that has the toss, but I want you to tell somebody trying to step into the game today into creating comic books. Okay. I'm not going to steal yours. So, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm just going to say, believe in yourself, mm-hmm. believe in your abilities, believe in your dreams and your talents, though. So if you know you can do it, then you'll probably get there. <laughs> and mine is just do it, honestly. You know, to elaborate just slightly on that is just you'll see things that are, oh, I kind of had an idea. Well, it's not your idea. You know what I mean? Like you have something that was given to you. Just do it. Oh. Yeah. There we go, folks. You heard him. Just get it done. That's right, folks. Conyo, do it. Do it and just do it. I'm doing it. I decided one day I used to do it and then I'm just doing it. And it's been 
like a whole bunch of years since 2006 that I've been doing this. I mean, podcasts since 2014. So, you know, I'm here and I'm supporting indie and showing love. And, you know, no one makes it overnight. It's always a huge journey. Ooh. And, you know, that is why you always got to respect and be mindful of the creator's journeys because you never know what they've been through to get where they're at. And, you know, thank you for being awesome like that, guys, especially being a, a wonderful example of the couple working together to create such a wonderful brand. I think that's a beautiful thing, you know, that a lot of people would be very happy over. So you guys inspire the shit of, of, to me and give me hope that maybe one day I'll find my my mind. My chick that uh, that arrived with me on that level. Well, my midnight comics, baby. Check out my midnightcomics.org again. Dope comics. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you, Lloyd. Thank you, Natasha. Thank you, my fellow crusaders, for tuning in. Yeah, I mean, I'm the world to me. I still have Proxima. Much love. Well, Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders Thank you for podcast. listening to the Comic Crusaders you podcast. Like content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCase.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app.